Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Necessary Roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. All right, TJ, uh, I know you're probably a little weary-eyed this morning. It was a late-night flight for you guys, but I've been on those. You've been on those before. It had to be a lot of fun coming back after a win like that. Well, yeah, I mean, four-hour flight, not fun. Winning a thrilling game, fun. So probably evened <laughs> out. Um, you know, got How home late. What was your anxiety and... level uh, yesterday during the game? I mean, good, bad, yeah, good, bad. I mean, it's like that's – so many people are like, man, that was a fun game. And I was like, I, I didn't really have that much fun. I mean, it was, you know, you go from one end of the, you know, the emotion to the complete opposite about uh, 70 times during a game. I don't know if that's fun. That's stressful. Uh, the ending was fun. The last four minutes was fun. Yeah. Um, last two seconds. Yeah. Last night, the field goal was fun. Uh, celebration was fun. Uh, but for 58 minutes, it wasn't that much fun. Um, but man, it was, uh, he felt like it was about time for this offense to, uh, to start hitting their stride a bit and to, um, you know, really go win a game for them. I mean, we've seen the defense do that a number of times so far this year and coming out of the bye, we know that's a big time for self scout figuring out, Hey, what do we got to improve on? What are, what are our weaknesses? And, uh, the offense, you know, the big thing I kept hearing last week is, man, we just got to play to our potential. We're leaving so many plays out there. Um, yesterday I thought was a, uh, 
gigantic step forward for that offense. And man, we could tell just what a difference it makes when they're healthy, right? Jonah, Frank, Montgomery. Um, you get a couple snaps where you get all those guys on the field with Jamison yep. Williams and Gibbs and the different speed and the different option. You can tell, uh, you can tell just how it widens the playbook for the play caller. Um, I thought the offense was absolutely incredible yesterday. Offensive line, man, they were uh, they were my MVPs for sure. No sacks against that group. Yeah, Chargers were second in the league. I think had 31 sacks going into the game. I think they were fifth or sixth overall in rush defense. Um, you basically took their strengths and said, "We're stronger. We're better, and we're going to prove it." And um, they took it personal. And it was good to see them play like that on the road too. It was good to see them win. Uh, in that type of fashion, because even going back to last year, uh, this team had only won one game while allowing 30 points. And that was Chicago one last year yeah. where they uh, won 31 to 30. Normally, when they allow 30 points or more, they're losing games. So it was good to see the offense uh, be able just to keep throwing punches, man. And that's football. You know, we've we've seen it. How many times this year where the offense is struggling and, and turning the ball over and defense is like, don't worry, gotcha. We're going to go get a stop. We're going to go get the ball back for you. Um, so it was good to see the flip side of that. I know there's going to be a lot of guys that watch the film today on the defensive side that um, sure you're happy you won the game, but there's going to be a lot of frustrations. Um, good news is, uh, you know, you're coming off a win, which yeah, usually makes things better. You get to make those corrections uh, with a better, better attitude, better taste in your mouth. Uh, overall, coming out of the bye week, showing up, playing great offense like that. Um, man, that was just a hell of a win. A lot of confidence builders, too, I think. A lot of confidence builders. Jamison, I know he didn't get a ton of opportunities. The one touchdown got called back, but uh, he seemed to make every play that was there. Threw a big block for Montgomery. Riley Patterson, big question, right? Hey, how's our kicker situation? You know, goes out there, nails a game-winning field goal as time expires. Those are all confidence builders, yeah. uh, not only for the players, but the coaching staff going into the rest of the season. So let's talk about some more of the positives before we talk a little bit about the defense and what they could possibly do to make some corrections. Um, let's Hey, the offense, uh, the one that always has to play well for them to, to have a chance to win is Jared Goff. What'd you see from him? I like the fact that when you when you hear from Amon Ross St. Brown after the game that the wrong personnel was in there for the play that was called before David Montgomery went for 75 yards, it was 11 personnel. They needed 21 personnel or 12 personnel, whatever it was, and they didn't have it. So Jared Goff checks at the line of scrimmage. Um, the touchdown pass uh, that we saw thrown to uh, Brock Wright, it looked like that one was a check as well. You've got a quarterback in there who's patient, who's calm, doesn't get rattled, making calls like that. It, well, I loved what I saw from him, and I love the fact that there were no turnovers, no picks, yeah. no interceptions, no bad throws yeah. by Jared Goff. Yeah, his best road game that I can remember by far, um, you know, the poise, the confidence. Uh, you could tell early in that game that, uh, you know, he they were protecting him, right? They were taking care of him. He was having time to go to his second, third, fourth reads, move around the pocket a little yeah. bit. Uh, extend plays that for any quarterback is going to be a confidence builder early in the game, especially when you look across the line and you see what kind of pass rushers the other team has. When your guys are holding up, you're like, okay, hell yeah, uh, like we're good. You know, I know they got my back. Uh, I thought he was incredible yesterday. I thought he was really good. Uh, a lot of tight throws on some third downs. Um, you know, a couple passes there where you know receivers made great catches, um, but also a couple 
really nice pad. There was one Amon Ross St. Brown there. Kind of looked like maybe triple coverage, right? Safety's yeah. coming down. A couple linebackers are squeezing in, and he just threads the needle right where only, you know, 14 can grab it. Um, the You know, the played right before the last fourth down, you know, getting the ball out to Amon Ross to, yeah. to set up the fourth and two on a third and – I think it was third and 14, third and 15. Yeah. Um. You know, and to be able to give yourself a chance to convert that fourth and two big time throw again, I just thought he was there's something looked different about his demeanor yesterday. He looked the most comfortable I can remember seeing him uh, on the road. And look, I think Jared Goff, I talked to him a little bit during the week last week. Uh, he was a guy that said, you know, I, I need to step up, man. I need to start playing more consistent ball. Um, we're winning games. We're happy with that. But, uh, you know, still a couple of mistakes here a couple missed passes here a couple missed checks or misreads um you know I, he, he still felt like he could take his game to a different level I thought he did yesterday that was that was damn evident uh, from the sideline from my opinion yeah and you know, so when you look around the offense it was Sam Laporta um had a really nice game not you know nothing to knock your socks off but was solid again Monroe St. Brown obviously the best um, of the pass catchers, we saw it from JMO two two targets, two catches. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier. JMO being a part of this offense, he came in after four weeks. This offense had already developed some chemistry. They can add JMO in, and everybody keeps asking, when is he going to be a bigger part of this? Well. I think they've got a lot of things going right now, whether it's, you know, Khalif Raymond, Sam Laporta, uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Josh Reynolds, like they've got a really good system going. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that JMO can't be a part of it, but they're going to fit him in where he gets in. And then when an opportunity presents itself, that's where he's got a strike. Yeah. And then hopefully another opportunity. And hopefully he grows through the course of the rest of the year. But, missing those first four games and this offense and everything moving on without him doesn't mean he can't be a part of it. It's just, it, it it's just another year where it's kind of stunted his growth. Yeah. And I think, look, Dan Campbell and his coaching staff, they talk about all the time. They want reliable guys. And, you know, it, I'm not saying James does this to knock Jameson, but there's, you know, there's been something missing there so far this season with that connection. Um, the reliable guys you just mentioned, Amon-Ra, right? Sam Laporta, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, those are guys that are proven to be reliable guys. So if you're going to try to elevate somebody below them, which one of those guys are you going to knock down, right? Yeah. It, it, so you're at the point of the season now where, I mean, you nailed it, right? You can't go into game saying, all right, man, we got to have a big game from Jamison today. No, you don't need to do that. You need to have a couple plays for him, certainly to utilize his speed and make the defense think about a different threat. And if you're Jamison, when you do get those plays, you got to make them count. Yesterday was a step in the right direction for him. I think that, uh, you know, the, it, it sucked, obviously, to see the touchdown called back because um, that could have been a moment that – kind of propelled him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but even on, you know, the little things, the details, doing things the right way, finishing plays, hustling downfield and, and throwing an extra block to spring Dave Montgomery to get in the end zone on that 75-yard touchdown. Those are things that are going to stick out to your teammates when they watch the film. Um, those are the things that are going to show everybody else 
that, you know what, even though I'm not, you know, the number one guy and getting nine, 10 targets, I'm still invested. I'm still, you know, I'm dedicated to this team. I'm laying it out there for you guys. I'm going to do everything I can to help you be successful. That's the way you earn more trust from the coaching staff. That's how you earn trust from your quarterback. That's how you prove uh, that you are one of those reliable guys. And I thought yesterday was certainly a step in the right direction, but you're right. This offense, um, the way they're rolling right now, you know, I think it would be a mistake, and I think it would be unfair to say oh, we're going to try to start forcing something else, right? Because you you, you know what type of team you are. Uh, you've got the playmakers there. You've got the reliable guys. And, look, if you can get Jamison five, six touches a game uh, and he can make a difference for you, that's big time. That's good production, right, at this point of the season. Uh, and hopefully we do get one of those games sooner than later because I think a, a game like that for him – um, you know, could be the confidence boost that, that a young kid needs. Yeah, now defensively, uh, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier on. But, I mean, hey, the last five times that the Chargers had the ball, Justin Herbert had the ball, they were touchdowns. And, obviously, the Lions were able to keep pace with them, ultimately outpace them by three points. How concerned are – is there a level of concern from your perspective about this defense? I, you know, kind of the same issues that we've kind of been nibbling at throughout the year um, really haven't cost this team yet. But when you talk about the pass rush not being consistent, when you talk about some holes there in the coverage, these are issues that have popped up now for a couple weeks in a row. Uh, Even the Raiders game. I mean, I, I know that, you know, they made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a high schooler, but you know, there's a couple plays there where guys are running wide open and, you know, just bad throws. Um, you know, the pass rush, I mean, the, the kind of coming in bunches, right? I mean, most of your sacks are in three out of your uh, nine games now. Yeah. Um, you just you start maybe not worried. Slight concern, though, that, uh, you know, we, we're not seeing enough consistency from that group. Uh, I will say, however, I'm willing to give the defense a pass. Uh, on that one, because I do think that they've been a large part, uh, majority part of the reason why this team was six and two heading into that game. Yeah. Uh, they've done their fair share in, in a whole lot of games this year uh, of keeping teams uh, off the field and getting turnovers and getting big stops, uh, you know, when the offense needed them to. Yesterday, they needed the offense to make some plays, and the offense finally came through. So I'm not, I don't have a major concern about yesterday. I thought it was one of those games where um, Justin Herbert was hot. I mean, the receivers were making great throws. There were certainly times where there were breakdowns in, in coverages. Uh, we know that's going to happen. But I don't look at this defense and say, whoa, that was an eye-opener. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the season, man, We, oh, my God. You're right. I'm, I'm worried now. Um, slightly concerned. But, you know, we know it's the NFL. You're going to have games like that where the other team, uh, you know, the coordinators are winning that kind of cat-and-mouse battle and, uh, the other team is going to make some plays, and we've all been, you know, we've both been a part of both those type of games on on both sides. And um, if there's anything I've learned about Aaron Glenn over these last 19 games, is that he he tends to figure it out, yeah. right? He he tends to when they have a game like that, uh, they usually come back the next week uh, with their asses on fire, <laughs> and and usually find a way to respond. So I think that they've earned that. Um, belief that hey they're they're they're, they're going to be fine they're going to have a good week of practice and and hopefully get back next week well you've mentioned before we've talked about it all the time about the marriage of the the pass rush and the coverage 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. One thing I would like to see in the pass rush that could definitely help out the coverage is I want them to move Hutch around more. We saw that, I forget what game it was, but they were using him as a three technique. They even stood him up and used him as a guy that was, was going to be a stand up. And then they, at the snap of the ball, he'd line up as a five or he'd line up wide. He'd, yeah. he'd do some different things. It was or, Green Bay game. It was, was, it kind Green of, Bay? it was kind of a spinner look kind of wandering yeah. the line and then, Hey, all right, boom, I'm rushing here. Boom, or I'm rushing there. I mean, Hey, if, if, if he's going to be the stud that we think he is or that he wants to be put him over Slater and then put Kaminsky over, you know, Pipkins put Pascal over the, the right tackle move, move him around. So it's, I don't want to say it's ever predictable where he's going to be because they do move him, but I would move him more so that you can cr- try and create matchups like Kaminsky against Slater, probably not going to win that one. Hutch against Slater, now you got a fighter's chance. You put Kaminsky over Pipkins, 
Maybe you got a fighter's chance. And yeah, you you don't want to give up one that you know you should win. And we yeah. saw we saw Hutch terrorize Pipkins in those first couple of series where you know, hey, bull rush. He puts him right in the, the lap of Justin Herbert. And I thought, okay, here we go. Never got a sack. What do you think about just trying to move him around more up front to either create better matchups for other guys or just to make it less predictable where he's at. Yeah, I like that. And I think that they had been doing that uh, in previous games. And I think that uh, does make the offense think about something, right? You don't just know where he's lining up every time. Now you can find a way to double team. Hey, we're sliding the guard. We're sliding the tight end. If you get up to line of scrimmage and oh, he's over here, uh, right now you're throwing a, a, a wrench in the, the offense's plan. So I would like to see them get back to that. I just thought yesterday it was tough. I mean, it didn't really seem like there were too many third longs where they could kind of get their package on the field that they wanted. It didn't seem like they had really enough time to substitute, especially with uh, the fast up-tempo that the Chargers yeah. were playing with. I mean, they weren't they weren't playing like a, a true no-huddle where get-to-line snap it, but they were getting to the line, which doesn't allow you to substitute. And they were kind of taking their time and then reading the defense and, okay, uh, you know, we'll pick a play there. I just thought the operation – the Chargers, look, I thought they had a good plan on offense. I thought the up-tempo was uh, something that this Lions defense really hadn't seen this season, especially – for the majority of a game, right? So I think all those kind of play into, hey, we're not getting in the personnel we want because, you know, we're being rushed a little bit. You don't want to get a substitution penalty and, you know, give the other team a freebie. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be something that moving forward, uh, they're going to have to try to find more ways to be creativity with the personnel, with the alignment, uh, with where they want to put their guys uh, just to be in a position to make plays. And, uh, you know, hopefully that starts – this week. I mean, I know we all know kind of this Bears team and yeah. certainly their offensive line is is not a strength. Um, <laughs> I don't and they haven't been playing bad. Honestly, I've been watching them, but um, that's a group that you look at and say, OK, if this D lineman, if you need a kind of confidence game and a get right type game, uh, you got to figure it out this week, because if you can't get after, you know, I Justin Fields may play. I know it's early in the week, but um, that this is you kind of feel like, man, it's it's got to start clicking at some point. And this was about this kind of seems like about the same time as last year, where things started to click for this defense a little bit too, especially right? with James Houston. Yeah, especially yeah, and you got some, you know, kind of reserves coming out out there. I don't, you know, kind of look at now and you, okay, guys, nobody's really coming in to help, right? We don't have anybody. That's yeah. You guys got to start figuring it out. But yeah, to get back to your original point, I think. Aaron Glenn, you know, and he raved about that Green Bay game, man. We had Hutch walking around the line, man, and they didn't know where he was rushing, and he was a menace. Um, like to get, like to see him get back to that a little bit more. So we got two division games coming up, both at home. Uh, the Bears and the Packers. Uh, I mean, right now sitting at seven two. Um, what does that mean for the Lions? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, I believe, are what six and four. So they're, you know, technically what a game and a half behind the Lions, but they've played that one extra game. So they've got ten in the bank. Uh, the Lions only have nine in the bank with their bye week, and I think it's three weeks before Minnesota goes on their bye. But you've got two division games at home: the Bears and the Packers. Um, how important is it for them to to be able to get to nine and two? These are games you have to take care of. Um, just straight up. I mean, you Division get back to back home, home games. Yep, you got to take care of them. And and we know this team now. Uh, what five and one last year? You know, one and zero this year. Yeah, six and one against this division over your last seven games. Uh, I mean, if if you want to really prove that you're the king of the north and this is your division, uh, that starts this weekend. 
right? Um, normally these games are not easy. <laughs> we all know that. I mean, you play twice a year, weird things can happen. Uh, you know, you're familiar with each other. It's a little bit more black and blue football than it is, you know, kind of the finesse that we just saw yesterday out in LA. Uh, but if you, this is a great opportunity for you to prove that, you know, you're the King of the North and we've kind of been hearing all season then, you know, this is our division, man. That's, that's always goal. Number one is take care of the, their, the, the division, uh, you're going to have a great opportunity to just keep building off of that this week. And, you know, now you start to get eight and two. Now you start to get nine and two. Now those, you know, dreams and and hopes that you had at the beginning of the season start to become a little bit more clear and a little closer. Um, but, yeah, it's you, you can't can't lose sight of – you can't lose sight of what got you here, right? I, I think Campbell nailed it last week when he was talking, man, we, this is time – like, we got to hit a springboard. We got to go, right? We're six and two. We're playing good football. But we've got a lot of space to get better. We've got a lot of improvements that still need to be made, and we hit on it quite often. Uh, the teams that have a chance come December and come January are the teams that just can't find a way to get better each week, and uh, that's something that the Lions are going to have a great opportunity starting starting Sunday with the Chicago Bears. Um, that's a game that you know if you are who we think you are, yeah. if you are who you think you are, that's a Go game you as a game you should take care of. Uh, and in regards to the playoffs, um, you know, sitting here at seven and two, they're in second position in the NFC. Obviously, San Francisco, um, who the Lions don't have to play. They don't have to play the Philadelphia Eagles either. Um, but San Francisco has three losses. Lions have two. Um, Eagles have two. Um, and I was trying to pull up the Eagles schedule. Uh, I know they play Kansas City coming up here uh, um, this week. Um, that's in Kansas City. They've got the Bills. They've got the Niners. Both of those games are at home. They're at Dallas. They've got a five-game uh, stretch here where they're playing some pretty damn good teams. Do you think at some point in the next month we're sitting here talking about the Lions in a th- at Thanksgiving time being in the driver's seat of the NFC. Yeah, I do see an opening. <laughs> How can you not? I mean, especially yes, right? We're talking at the bye week, and we're like, okay, you got some tough road. You know, LA's yeah. a tough game, right? If we can find a way to go, you know, three and one over this next four-game stretch, being a good spot, you know, uh, number one, taken care of, right? You would yeah. probably um, your most difficult challenge over that stretch – Good. Third quarter Win. of the season. Got it done, yeah. right? Uh, now you get a chance to come home for a couple games where this team has been really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see a scenario where we're sitting here early December saying, holy <laughs> like we kind of joked about this a couple <laughs> months ago. Yeah. Uh, there's a legit chance now. We tried right? to avoid the topic because yeah. we didn't want to be called loonies. Yeah, and, you know, and and look, you said, you know, you kind of mentioned Philly's schedule, and um, they've got some division games left themselves, which, you know, we know aren't easy. Um I still think it's maybe too early to start scoreboard watching a little bit. You just got to keep worrying about what you're doing in house and taking care of your own business. But I could definitely see a scenario, especially if these next two weeks go the way they should go. Yeah, uh, I could sit here and say, "My goodness, man! Like we now we now we hit the gas right now. We go, and now you never know what could happen." So, um, but it's all up to them, man. It's up to them, and it's uh, it's promising to see them win in different ways. Uh, it's promising to see, you know, complimentary football being played. Um, and I think, you know, this – when the offensive line plays like that and the running game plays like that, yeah. you can beat anybody in this league. We know how that works. So that was obviously a great starting point 
uh, yesterday in L.A., and I know that's going to be something that's a big point of emphasis. we got to continue to uh, to just keep hammering teams like that because that's our identity. Yeah, in the next two weeks, just for Minnesota, they are at Denver um, Sunday night football, so they got primetime games, and then they are the following week on Monday night against the Bears. Um, so it's it, they've got some primetime exposure. The Bears have showed up in primetime. Maybe they're able to do it against uh, – uh, Minnesota and and widen that gap that uh, the Detroit Lions have. So, TJ, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you get a chance to get some rest this afternoon, and uh, we'll see you at the end I'm of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at the end of the week, and we'll talk to you guys at the end of the week as well. Thanks for listening. That's Harry Ruppus.